Catch DJ and PK 24-7 on Twitter. Now listen up. At David DJ James and at PK Kinahan. That's just how we roll. You're locked on to DJ and PK on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Got multiple questions up for you today. Are all you Chris Paul and Phoenix Suns haters, are y'all happy now? This got a lot of reaction. Where where do you rank Giannis's... there's a lot of jerks out there. Where do you rank Giannis's Game 6 performance on the all-time finals list? And I think the argument is top 10, top 5, top 3. Senior league game, yes. It was a phenomenal game. And people say they want positivity and good news. People say, well, Colin. And they got like 10 comments. Uh, Chris Paul and the Suns haters, 50 comments. What? Well, that's not why there's a reason for me. It's why I have a job. You got to bring the negative. Absolutely. And it's what I do. Yes. I'm stunned at all the hatred for Chris Paul. Ryan, very much so. Yes, very much. Thank you, Tao. Yes, yes, yes. I've lost a lot of respect for you people this morning. Justin, hell yes, I am. That's dirty, dirty, James, absolutely. James, you're a loser. Darren, bleep Chris Paul. Darren, bleep you. DeJuro, though, goes against the tide. No. My kind of guy. Bucks are just better team. They are. I think that's clear. I disappointed myself picking Phoenix in retrospect. I went against my rule, and I paid for it by being wrong. You know, whenever t- every time we talk about best players in that, you know that I immediately go to hide. I'm t- Why didn't I take the six eleven, the team led by the six eleven star over the six foot star? Because you didn't necessarily completely and totally believe in Yanni the way you do now. <laughs> that's fact. I saw those 40-point games. Right. If you had asked me before, do you think he's going to have three games over 40 and one of them over 50? I would have bet against that. And yet, nonetheless, so, that's what he delivered. Like we talked earlier about an hour ago, you've got more information now. I do. Because this man proved himself on the biggest stage, and he hadn't done that. In fact, he'd failed, if you consider not winning at all failure. I mean, it's relatives. We have to A two-time sure MVP that. without yeah. a title. It's, uh, well, I guess Carl Malone, right, is the comparison there. And so, you know, you're saying you failed. Well, okay, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer yeah. and the second leading scorer so ever, and that, he went to the finals. So loosely. Exactly. Uh, but it was used loosely with the honest. He's a two-time MVP. He's wildly talented, but he just can't get it done in the biggest moments. But now, wow, in the biggest moment, that was fantabulous. No question. Yeah. But I'm surprised at all the hatred for the Suns and Chris Paul. I, it, the Lakers... I'm right with you, brethren and sister, and arm in arm. But the Suns, no. I can't. The Suns are you. You need Ooh. to root for you. Literally haven't won the title. Now they Zero. got one more finals appearance than you yep. do. And that, and that counts for something. Uh, sure. But at the same time, that's not much they were spread across. There longer than you. So they got they, one they of those do have when a... you didn't exist here. Yes. Right, the the Jazz were in New Orleans at that point. Right. They they were an expansion team a few years earlier, five years earlier, whatever it was. So they've had a few more chances. But being 0-2 in the finals versus 0-3 in the finals, over the span of 50 years, they don't view that as a big difference. Yeah, I don't. They, you got a lot more in common than you got different. Right. They You've just, been well-run for long stretches. They had their period of sucking later. Yes. You had it earlier. Right. The Jazz, the the first decade, through the well, six or seven years, whatever it was, they played in the seventies into those first few years in the eighties. That was a the opening decade was a bad decade for the Jazz. They and sucked, they, they and sucked, they, and they sucked. And then some they more. moved here. In the they moved few, here. They had a, they had a few bad years. Yeah. Yeah. So and then they got it rolling, and they've pretty much consistently had it here, here, and there. Obviously, when but the rebuilds have been the, rebuild. the rebuilds have been short enough. After the statues, they missed the playoffs three times and they were back. Yeah. So yeah. So there's a lot of similarities. I'm surprised at all the hatred. Y- you folk disappoint me. I don't know that I'll ever get over it. 
You'll get over it. I don't know that I will. I think you will. No. There's been a lot of disappointment there, People in my life. are piling on. Eric, can yeah. we sell water bottles with Devin Booker's tears on it? De- what did I don't know Booker why Devin do? Booker pisses you off. <laughs> he seems like a pretty quiet, mild-mannered guy. The people who brag and who, but he doesn't do that. If he was out there talking a big game, I get. Even if he delivered, I get why it would get under your skin. Because well, Draymond the, Green talks, yeah. but he also has played most of his career at a very high level. He's the latest NBA player to to date a Kardashian. Is that it? Do you really want Donovan Mitchell to date a Kardashian? I don't. <laughs> There's a lot of fish in the sea, but I don't want to hook a Kardashian. Heyo. <laughs> a lot of sarcasm here, too. Congrats I don't to the sarcasm. winners of the least injured teams championship. Hooray, Terry says. And so yours would have been. Hey, that's different. Legit- that's legitimate. Different. That's different. <laughs> There have been so many championships impacted by injuries. Dr. J. Yeah, James Worthy broke his leg. And Dr. J got his championship that year. You could cite injuries. You could drive yourself crazy with that. It's part of the game. It sucks. It sucks if it happens to your team. But it always happens to some team. Not necessarily. It didn't happen. Didn't suck for magic. (laughs) <laughs> Kareem with his sprained ankle and Magic's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got this. The greatest score but in it NBA sucked, history. It sucked for Magic a couple years later when James Worthy broke his leg and they got swept. That sucked. Could have had six. It didn't suck for Magic. In 80. The greatest game ever. But it sucked for Magic in By the greatest team player ever. Steve says Yes. I'm glad Chris Paul lost, but I would have loved to have seen Jay Crowder win. How about Monty Williams? How in the crap do you root against Monty Williams? Uh, no one is mentioning Monty here. Is this guy not the epitome yep. of character, integrity? He's Tony Dungy in basketball. How do you not root for Monty Williams? Five years ago, he lost his wife in an automobile accident. How do you get over that? I don't know, and I hope I don't ever have to know, and I hope all of us never have to know, but it happened. What a crushing blow, and to go through unimaginable struggles, unimaginable, and now he comes back and gets, he turned down the Lakers to take the Suns, and you rooted against Monty Williams. You ought to cheer for him just because he turned down the Lakers. That's what, may you burn you know where. (laughs) Oh! Yes. Come on, Monty Williams, the epitome of class. There's a picture of Monty Williams right there. Tony Dungy of NFL. You like that? Or NBA. You like that comparison? That's a decent comparison. Yeah. He's, he's got this backstory that probably, well, no, Tony Dungy, you're right. Because <laughs> didn't Dungy lose a kid? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, and so that's, yes. so there's all these... Uh, <laughs> Other coaches out there that I could list. In the worst way possible, I might right, add. Yeah, there's all these other coaches out there I could list who are respected and people go to for quotes and they're Hall of Famers. And live their faith. But, but yeah, right. But to lose a kid or lose a spouse so early. I mean, we're not talking about a coach because we're seeing all these coaches coach into their 70s now. So we're not seeing a coach who lost, and, and that would still be awful. But it would be somewhat more predictable, normal. I don't know what the word is. Oh, you mean like Popovich when he lost his wife? Yes. Uh, yes, that would be an example. Right. You know, and Monty's so much younger. Tony yeah, Dungy yeah. with a kid. I mean, obviously. Well, everyone dies. Younger. Right, yeah. yeah. And it still sucks for. But now when for, you're in your, in your 30s for, and right, you're in a. It sucks a, for a, Popovich and his family. Tropic, traffic right. accident. Not to minimize other people's no, suffering. No, certainly, but certainly, yeah. It's kind of maximizing what Tony Dungy and. Yes. Monty Williams had to go through. I'm I just I am stunned at the vitriol. And I know most you fans don't know what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm stunned the at the vitriol. Of nowhere in an NBA just the slide the rivalry in there. <laughs> <laughs> just speaking speaking factually. So I'm stunned at that. All the vitriol. 
towards this organization. Kerry cuts against the tide. I think what Chris Paul has been able to do over a span of a long career, it would have been cool to see him get a ring. Great, though, to see a hardworking Bucks team win it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It would have been great to see either one breakthrough. Yeah, I think we all felt that in the finals. It was it was a question of the the the, the evil empire this year. Evil empires were the Nets and the Lakers because they're the super teams. They're the superstars meeting in the hallway and picking a team and banding together. Right, they Harden were, they leveraging his way out of Houston. Uh, AD organically. AD leveraging yeah. his way out of that New, was, New and, Orleans and wearing like a T-shirt that said "That's all, folks." What was it, Bugs Bunny or something? Yeah. Warner Come Brothers, on, whatever. We right. just crap on the whole city of New Orleans while you're at it. Nice class. That's the best way to do so it. So once they got knocked out in the uh, first round and the second round, I think people started feeling better about the way this was trending. I mean, if Trey Young and the Hawks had pulled it off, I never thought they were going to, but that would have been an awesome story. They had a nice run. They they maxed out what they were capable of doing. But, yeah, they weren't capable and the, of doing it. And the Clippers, they. with Kawhi out, that would have been a heck of a story for Paul George to pull it off. It's an L.A. team, and that probably sours people. So uh, it, it wouldn't have been as sweet as the, Atlanta or Milwaukee or Phoenix. The only reason why it would have been the Clippers – it's because it would have irritated Laker fans. And anything that irritates Laker fans is fun. All aboard. Right. So that's the only reason. Larry the Laker would have lost his mind if the Clippers had won it all. And he's typical, I believe. Yes. Oh, very much the pulse of the people. Yeah. Yes. They don't want, and he's an LA guy all the way, obviously. And they so, moved in from San Diego. They were never wanted. They lost for a long time. They were joking, laughing stock, and the Lakers fans don't want to hear anything about him. And would really be fine if they just picked up and moved. They, they were the Ute football program in the seventies and into the eighties, but they pulled it off for forty years, not for twenty. Double the pleasure, double the fun. Yeah, and they had all those draft picks, and yeah, either they sucked or somebody like Danny Manning blows out his knee twice. Or really something. bad luck, right? Yeah. So they couldn't get going there. So all of that was unfortunate. Uh, so. You had these two teams here, and and I can I wonder if you, if you had any on that those comments. Well, I didn't pay attention because the league is so woke. Blah blah blah. No, I didn't but get actually, much of that here. But here they didn't it was do the, any of that. I know, but here it was people don't they, like to me the, the Suns. The whole finals thing, the woke stuff was that Rachel Nichols stuff, which. Yeah, it was over there. That's over there, yeah. yeah. But the game the game of basketball itself was center stage. Was played in its purest form. So there wasn't any of that other stuff. I didn't hear any of that, unless I missed it. They, they didn't have much of a sideshow to this as far as anything. No, it was about it was, the games, man. Right, We're focused on the games. There was no it's what it should be about. Draymond getting kicked out. There's no. really even the the whole thing when the when Toronto won it. There was still that kind of, where's Kawhi going? And maybe there's a little of that with Chris Paul, but there isn't even much of that. No. That's another reason. For the there basketball no fans, side show. the purity of the game, this Which was. Which is what I want. That's what this series was. Yeah. I'm, I don't want my politics with that, but if they want to do it, I just blow it off. I, I determined a long time ago that I am not going to allow outside stuff to ruin my love of these games and these competitions, you know, whether it be contract negotiations or whatever it might be. And now we've got the political stuff. Go do what you want to do. And if you're not giving your time and your money, then all of it is just a bunch of talk to me. Greg says all those Chris Paul antics on the court. What antics? Oh, he flops. He flopped. That's, late in the that's game. not, that's an antic. What antics? Uh, he talks to refs the whole time, begging them for calls. And lots of people do that. I don't. It's, you're trying to get an edge in the game. According but, to Dennis Lindsay, the one of your all stars did it too much. Now that's right out of Dennis Lindsay's Rudy mouth. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, they wanted him to do less of that. That was right. one thing they were watching for in the bubble. Right. In that four month off season when they were talking to players and planning, and the four months mini off season. Yeah, that was one of the things they talked to Rudy about. You report on what you see. But we're looking for things we don't see. Or would you rather him not give a crap? 
Just take the money it's, and run. It's not like Carl Malone never talked to a like referee. so many of them do. Or Stockton. Stockton never. would do it all uh, as they're walking off a timeout or something. Stockton knew how to do it off camera, and he would light them up. And fine. Back when we sat in the uh, down low, and you knew you were in the first yeah. four rows, and you could see stuff and yeah, hear yeah. stuff. He was mad about a foul call on him, and he bit his lip and walked away when he's on camera. But he went to midcourt and pretended to tie his shoe. And you could hear him. He was right there. And he was lighting the referee up about that call. And Didn't I touch think, him. You missed it. He flopped. That's not the first thing you've missed tonight. You got to I mean, he was letting him have it. But he's also pretending to tie his shoe. So if a camera caught him, the ref isn't embarrassed like and calling him out. Yeah. But the, he's letting him have it. And I think players of that ilk earned the stature. I don't want to see some young buck doing yeah. that. No. I mean, and Royce O'Neal hasn't earned the statue, a stature of being able to do that. But Stockton, Chris Paul, these veteran guys who comported themselves very well, they've earned the right, and that's why guys aren't getting Stockton's not getting teed up. Why Chris Paul isn't getting teed up? Bobby Portis runs the other direction. Boom, T. Saw it last night. Yeah, he, I hasn't think earned, he hasn't earned yeah. the right. And that's how refs view it. That's the way they, they should view it. They give the stars latitude. <laughs> they could tee him up, but they don't very rarely. And what they don't do is they don't give him the second one. They'll give him one late in the game, and then they remember they gave him one, and they don't give him a second one. If they have to. Yeah, I was watching, I told you I was watching baseball last night. I think it was the Mets, uh, and they were talking about uh, umpires and – I don't know who it was. My, I, I, I can't remember who's the commentator. It's an ex-player. And he was saying, he was telling the, about getting calls on uh, strikes, uh, balls and strikes. And he said, one time the umpire said, son, that's Nolan Ryan out there. <laughs> He's going to the Hall of Fame. Don't you complain to me about his pitches being barely off the plate. He's a Hall of Famer. You're not. Swing the bat, son. And he said that was the story that the umpire told him. Right? So, star treatment for pitchers. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. But it's not fair. Yeah. I know. But yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And didn't you see earlier this week, we didn't talk about it, but Otani, I think it was his 34th homer. That was a ball. That was below his kneecaps. He went down and got it. Hit it 400 feet. So, Chris Paul, to me has earned the right to talk to the referee. DeAndre Ayton, I don't think has earned the right to talk to the referee, but Chris Paul has. I, I admire Chris Paul for doing what he's doing and going to a team at 36 that came out of nowhere. You can't appreciate that? It doesn't make any sense to me. And I think that's one thing the NFL has going for it is you know teams have to build the but the worst of first happens, and it happens in baseball. But it doesn't happen in basketball very often. This is a rarity. Completely. I mean, it could happen next year. To the what You could say the Warriors, okay, it's injuries to get guys back. We'll see how far they jump. I think there's jealousy in that the Suns did something that you couldn't do, and that's beat the Clippers. And you wanted to badly. And I wanted they got to where you were go- They got yeah. where you wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. They overcame, and you couldn't. So I get the little jealousy, but I don't get the hatred. It really breaks my heart. No, it doesn't. It does. It entertains you. In a community that I thought was loving, it really, after 28 years, my eyes have been opened. Patrick says, I feel like the good guys finally won. Not that the Suns are bad, but the Bucks reminded the association that you don't have to buy your championship. You can still build it, and that gives me hope. Go Jazz. You can build it and they will come? Yes. If you build it, the title will come. You have to. I agree with that, but you have to have breaks along the way. And they got breaks. Yes. But they took advantage of the breaks. And they're also aggressive upgrading the roster. I mean, you've brought up Holiday a lot. It's a great acquisition. And, and the Tucker acquisition clearly worked. So how, okay. do, how do you find one more guy? And they got Milton they in the needed. second round. Yep. Connaughton. A nice role player who provided buckets for them. Got seemed like he got five crucial offensive rebounds during the course of the series because they're doubling, if not tripling, yep. 
uh, Giannis, which means somebody's going to be unblocked. Right. You're not getting blocked out. Yeah. And, and it seemed and like he had a nose guys, for the ball. Guys are missing threes. There's long rebounds. You're not getting blocked out. Go get him. And, and he can hit a couple shots. And yet although, again. Although missing those free throws. I mean, yeah. I guess it was late enough. It didn't matter. But mm. It didn't. Well, it <laughs> didn't. It didn't matter. And then yet again, and the final analysis, there's another BYU player who's won the ship. <laughs> Elijah Bryant. And there you go. Utah State fans are upset. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Merle wasn't dressing for all those games. They'll get rings. I get it. And but nobody I, played. The, the guy who's dressed uh, is for Merrill was in order. the box score, so I assume he was dressed last night. I didn't look for him on the bench. I if he's, he's in the box score, he's dressed. dressed but right. he wasn't dressed all the time. All the time. Whereas Elijah, a critical component of the cheerleaders along the sideline. That's important. You need a team. Everybody has their role. That's look at true. you. You're the star of DJ and PK, so you can look down on guys like <laughs> me and Elijah <laughs> Bryant because you're the star. Uh, you're you Yanni. Are, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're Yanni, you and me and Elijah over here, we just shouting. get stomped on. Because, I'm just talking passionately. It's not shouting. You're shouting. And so we get stomped on because we don't have the higher profile that you do. Isn't that so obvious, Lloyd? Doesn't it just irritate you? You're, hey, Lloyd, Lloyd. You're, you're, Good morning. A, you're a role player like me. I mean, come on. No, I don't dress either, though. <laughs> but you ah, still play a role. A, that's a setup for 17 different jokes. Lloyd naked. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> a brother, is that the first BYU guy to get a, to get a ring since uh, Ainge? Anybody else? Am I missing somebody? Did you ever get one in China? Wait, did um, Boga get one? Did Bo- Boga got one, but he's Boga not a Hill. BYU player. I said BYU, you <laughs> oh, dope. I thought, okay. I, thought you, I thought you were talking about in the state in general. No. No, I said BYU. Okay. I know you're a hardcore Ute, and you don't even want to think about BYU. Right. I've seen you. And, and Just when thought you, I'd even things out When here. you do dress, it's all in red. So no, is he the first first cougar since? I'm trying uh, to run through guys age? and where they were, and make sure we didn't miss anyone. Well, like Elijah at the end of the bench. Do you have to keep emphasizing end of the bench? Does that make you happy no. at Channel Two, the former home of the Utes? <sighs> I see what you're doing here. Can you let it go just for f- two minutes? Jeez, yeah, Elijah Bryant, end of the bench. It's two, like Channel 2 lost a U contract like two years after I got here. You're going to have to talk to somebody else with license plate holders. Oh! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Clip that, Lloyd. We've got to save that. That. Now, definition of low blow, that is it. Nah, that's funny. Um, Crimson nah, Club funny. for over two decades. <laughs> I had no there, idea. Been a handful, there been a handful of... Uh, that uh, Gebhardt was a big Ute fan. Been a, <laughs> <laughs> there been a handful of uh I thought Skinny was a Cougar. Through. I didn't know she was a... Uh, Skinny a is a Cougar. Yeah. yeah. The newsroom's pretty much split. Split? There's, yeah, there's a lot of big Let's Cougars. Let's go. Uh, Christina. Uh, neither. She's an L.A. kid. She's not into it. No? No. Ron, okay. Ron, Ron is Ronnie B-, B. Ronnie B is BYU. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mary's a Washington kid. She's she tries to hide it. It's easier now that the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City. <laughs> that was a tough one. Does she hate the, the OKC though? Uh, I don't know if she hates OKC. I'd have to ask her that. I'd have she a hard resents, time rooting for OKC. If right, well, she Seattle wouldn't root, she wouldn't root for him, but that's different than hating. I, but I she. But I she against them. But she thinks the Sonics moving sucked. Well, <laughs> she, it did. I, absolutely, it did. I'm absolutely. When it comes to Mary Nichols, I stand arm in arm on the yeah. Sonics moving. That was brutal. Yeah, it was. 100%. One of the worst moves ever. Hundred percent. Oh, let's see. How about the little uh, weather guy who does the weekends? Uh, what's his first name? Chase. 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 He's an Oklahoma Sooner. Oh, he well, is a Sooner that. college football. Okay. You can hear it in his voice. A little oh, bit. he is. How he Sterling. Is, Sterling is he from there? Sterling is Sterling is probably more Utes, I would think. I would think he'd be more 
Uh, Mark. Mark is a Pitt Panther. And Pitt he watches. Panther. He watches. Oh, you could talk to him about Pitt anytime you see Mark. If you want to talk Pitt Panther so football. So he even goes back to when they were. He was Tony Dorsett, not exactly. Tony Dorsett. Yes, he does. Johnny Majors you're is his, his guy. I think you're in his childhood at that point, but yeah. He Danny Marino. He wasn't in school yet. Oh, Larry Marino. Fitzgerald. Now you're in his wheelhouse. He loves Larry Fitzgerald. Is that all you got? Yeah. Loves yeah. him. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think he's no, done. Uh, he's done. Um, what's his face uh, for the Rams? The D lineman. What's his name? The stud defensive lineman. Uh, Arnold. Donald Lee. No, Donald Penn. Donald, not Penn. Donald, uh, <laughs> Donald. Aaron Donald? Yes. There we go. He's a pit guy. I didn't want to say anything like, to help you. Well, that he was, got to that it. he just, did. You know, that he's just, just entertaining. Little by little, <laughs> precept upon precept, that, that, he got there. That Tasmanian there. devil right cartoon <laughs> just spinning around. He's almost there. He's almost there. Yeah, he's a pit guy, isn't he? I'm almost guaranteed he's a pit guy. Yeah. I would go 99% he played at Pitt because he was, like, unheralded. He was, like, a two-star guy or something coming out of uh, high school. Goes to Pitt. Oh, Yogi Roth. Yogi Roth. That's a good call right there. <laughs> Correct on Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did we get it? We went to, like, Donald's. Sims, and then you went here here to there to there, over here, then with a big circle, and you got to Aaron Darnold, man. (laughs) So it looks like you're right about Elijah. I just found a Herald Extra story. Four former BYU basketball players that played in the NBA Finals, and that was as of June of 2019. Well, no one was on there last year. Fred (laughs) Roberts, right, exactly. Fred Roberts. Greg Kite. Yeah, I figure all those guys who played for the Celtics. John Fairchild is the other one. They I do had. not know who John. He Fairchild played at BYU is. from '63 to '65, and he was with the '66 Lakers, who lost to the Celtics in seven. So, so Elijah Bryant would be the fifth name on that list to play in the NBA Finals. To play in the NBA Finals, he's yeah. got himself a ring. There it is. Man, he should come back to Provo, set up there at some some business, and come by and. You can look at my ring. Good for him, man. And he had to go overseas to get it. Toil uh, wherever he played. I don't know where he played. Israel or wherever it was. And then he gets there on the season. He's kind of like Clyde Drexler. Joins in (laughs) midseason. Boom. (laughs) Wins a title. Uh, Rich tweets at us. Really fun to see Sam Merrill get a free T-shirt and a hat. Congrats! <laughs> and they've got the, he's got a screen grab here. I'm going to retweet this. I'll retweet it. You can just go to my account and see it. But there's this screen grab on his from his TV, and the commissioner Adam Silver has the microphone and it's kind of turned to his left, talking to someone, and over his right, two rows of people back. There's Sam. Hey, Sam. Nice. <laughs> Good for Sam Merrill. It's a great story too. Absolutely. You get to see it up close. Yeah. I mean, the energy in the Who city, all those that? people out in the streets. Just going nuts. Awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Logg, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. I find Giannis pretty lovable right now. I, I think I'm finding myself really hoping he gets this. and I think Jazz fans probably should, too. He stayed. You know, he showed loyalty to the smaller market. Like, that was the whole offseason a year ago was where was Giannis going to go? Miami, Dallas, Lakers. Everybody had positioned themselves to, to go make that move to be able to go get him, and he said no. So for him to win a title is a fabulous moment for, I think, all franchises. It sends a nice message to the players. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. History, PK. History in the making. Sort of. Sort of. But uh, not in a long time, so it is sort of history. I think it's a big deal. You can explain it. So BYU has a new cross-country head coach. Sort of. She was the cross-country head coach. It's not the title she had, but she did all the work, and that's straight from Ed Eystone, who had the title. 
who thought she was very deserving of being the head coach. And now, after an NCAA title, Dilji Taylor has been promoted and is BYU's head women's cross-country coach. She is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She is of Indian descent and grew up in the Sikh religion. That is straight out of the release BYU sent out. She's not a member of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which sponsors BYU. While in the past, head coaches throughout BYU athletics have often been members of the church. It has been a practice, but not a policy, the release says. Yes. Which makes her an exception, which raises the question, how many more exceptions could there be? To what degree in any sport has BYU been limited or not limited? Obviously, with the success of some sports, not limited. Uh by the fact that the coach has to be a, uh, a church member. Now, there's been plenty of success. Women's soccer, women's volleyball, men's volleyball. So a lot of these Olympic sports uh, have flourished. There have been coaches who are accomplished. Ed Eyestone had the individual men's cross-country champion in his program, and Diljeet's team won the championship. So put cross-country on the list. Of Olympic sports that are flourished. Well, Eystone's a huge name in his field. Yes. And he is a, I have talked to him, he is a big fan of Diljeet Taylor. That's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's huge news on a lot of different fronts. I'm not asking BYU to change who they are. But I think that as BYU Athletics desperately wants to get into a power five to a degree they're kind of viewed all right you're different what is it about you i don't really know what's going on there so if they could have more folks like coach taylor it could only be a positive i think it sends a message that we're we're fine i mean we've got some rules here and we've got the honor code and all this stuff and we've got a faith but there's a lot of schools that have faith and they're not viewed, you know, Baylor, Big 12's got faith-based institutions in their conference, right? Uh, and so, to me, this sends a message that, you know, works, we're welcoming. I, I think it's a big, big deal. It hasn't been done in a while, I guess. Uh, so Deseret News of, has a story here, yeah. and they talked to Glenn Tuckett. Yeah, Jay Drew wrote it. And former football coach Harold Kopp, former men's tennis coach Jim Osborne, former wrestling coach Fred Davis, and former gymnastics coach Mako Sakamoto were not members of the church. So there's four prior examples. Great, I don't know when Osborne and Davis and Sakamoto coached, but and I don't know when Kopp coached either, but I know it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, I'm not sure about those other sports, but for football – what was that in the 40s, the 30s? I don't know. Like, but it just seemed like it was a long time ago, obviously. So it hasn't been done in a good long while. 1956, 57, and 58. It, to me, why limit yourself? If you get the right person in there, why not? If that person is the most qualified. Now, the good thing for, let's just go with football. Football and basketball, obviously, are the, the two highest profile the good thing with football, it seems like the candidacy of LDS folks coaching football, the pool is growing. You know, one of the good things about Bronco taking most of his staff back to Virginia is you got a lot of LDS guys getting great experience. So in time, I don't know that it'll ever come to that, but you it puts look, names in the pipeline, whether it, it pays it off or not. It increases a lot more right. than they used to have. You know, you got a, a Jason Beck who's been in coaching for a good while, obviously Kelly Papinga. Those are just two guys. But they're the, the next head, but they're yeah. the next generation age wise. Right, right. Yeah. And I don't know Jason Beck that well, but I knew Kelly pretty well. And I think the world of the guy. And he's he's learning how to coach in big time football. And so whatever down the line coach shiitake does what he does and maybe he stays there as long as lavelle edwards so it's a moot point anyway uh but you have more candidates to choose from because the last couple of hires with bronco and kalani man it was just slim pickings i mean kalani to me 
once Bronco took off, he was the overwhelming obvious candidate, and he got the job. And he should have, under the circumstances, he should have gotten the job. But, you know, if there's uh, if, if they have success, say, they're rolling, and some big-time school comes and triples Kalani's salary and he mm. takes it, yeah. well, why not Ed Lamb? Now, as I understand it, Ed Lamb's not a member of the faith, but Ed Lamb has been around for years and years and years that he'll represent the school. Jeff Grimes. I knew Jeff Grimes pretty well. Jeff Grimes could have done it. Um, back when uh, Dave Rose had uh, first got the diagnosis of uh, the pancreatic cancer, he had to go take care of that in the summer. So they elevated Dave Rice to, like, interim running the program. Right. And Dave Rice, I know Dave Rice very well, he could have represented the school very, very well as the coach. So, if it's there, I don't know that it'll come to that, but if it's there, sure. And I don't know in the women's cross-country world, I have no clue if there's some LDS man or woman worthy of the job. I don't know. Right. I think that uh, the thing you had in this particular thing is, well, they just won the NCAA title. If you don't give her the title and the paycheck and all of that and the line on the resume and all the stuff that goes with it, well, somebody else is going to because they just won the NCAA title. But she has to make sure she understands the mission of the university. But I think that that goes back to your— Which I assume she did. Right, and I think that goes back to your point about Dave Rice or uh, any of the football guys you mentioned. that Well, they've already been there several years. They know the deal. And if they don't fit, either they would have gone of their own accord or the school would have forced them to go. So there's obviously, and it's probably different with every person, but there's still there's some, there's some level of comfort and fit or it wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. So, but it's still dicey. But to your point, if you kind of broaden your the scope and appeal of your searches what does that mean when you're talking to people about conference affiliation or if you're just talking to people about anybody just the way people generally view BYU and we've heard all the time how many times we heard BYU athletics is a is a front porch that's said about a lot of schools it's the front porch of the university in this case the university is owned and operated by a church so it becomes the front porch of that now how about should they be active LDS do you have to have that? Well, the answer is yes. Okay, suppose should you have that is your question. So suppose you're LDS, but you don't go to church. You were baptized, a member of the faith. For whatever reason, you don't go regularly. Seems like you got to clear that other hurdle before you get to this one. What's the other hurdle? About non-members routinely being. Head coaches at BYU. I mean, we have one example here in 30 years that we've been around, and, and we don't know how far. We know Cop, and we can look up the other coaches, I guess. We know Cop was in the 50s. So you got one example here. It's an extreme example. She just coached the team to the NCAA championship. They won it all. That's an extreme example. Those other programs we mentioned have been very good, but women's volleyball and women's soccer haven't won it all yet. Maybe they will. Maybe the big year is out there and it's approaching. I know a coach that Bronco Mendenhall wanted to hire. Mm-hmm. And he was baptized in the faith, but he didn't participate. And he had all the qualifications. And the guy literally told me this. This is from the person. Not Bronco, the person who wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The person who Bronco wanted to hire told you. Yeah. So th- this is an absolute fact. And he said he Bronco wanted to hire him. He wanted the job. And he couldn't get the job because he didn't go to church. And he he told me this. He said that I would have a better chance. If I wasn't a member of the church. Ever. Yeah. Right. Or if I had my name taken off the rolls of the church. And I said to him, 
well, why don't you do that? And he said, because I disappoint my mother. So he did not get the job. And Mendenhall wanted to hire him. So should they require that? He told me it was, I could have gotten the job. If I was a member of another faith, I would have gotten the job. But because I was a member of the church's faith, but I didn't practice it, although I was willing to keep the code that they had, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get the job. But if I would have been fill-in-the-blank Christian religion, whatever religion, and I still have to obey the honor code. That's a given either way, right? So I would have been able, I would have done that, and I committed to do that, then I would have gotten the job. Then I had another coach, and this coach was super well-known, coached at BYU, but was not LDS. He said, and liked beer occasionally or coffee. He said, so he'd come up to Salt Lake, get it. Oh, so where you're less likely to be recognized. Yeah, and this was a long time ago. Uh, and I'd put it in the trunk, drive home to Utah County, wherever he lived, go in the garage, shut the door, the garage door, open the trunk, take it out, bring it in my house. So nobody knew. And nobody cared. And I believe the average BYU fan couldn't care less either. <laughs> Would have shrugged. Yeah, yeah. Because, was, so what? Because Who cares? Said, said coach was good at their job. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And it didn't matter. The, the, I don't know if it's the funny thing, but. The ironic thing. BYU fans, I don't think they care. They want to win. That's what I said. BYU fans are no different than any other fans. They want to win. That's the whole essence of being a fan is you want your team to win. Now, you don't want them to break the rules. You don't want them to get you don't uh, break the law, blah, blah, yeah, blah. But that's no different anywhere. You know what I mean? Kids, they, they make mistakes. People make mistakes if you consider that a mistake. So uh, do you think this is a one-off? It's a unique situation because she just – she was running the t- – Ed was officially the head coach. She was the associate coach, but she was doing it. And Ed would tell you, if you were sitting right here, Ed would tell you, and don't give me the credit, give her the credit. She did the work. She coached the team. Well, I think that it's a, it's a unique set of circumstances, but unique, these cer- yeah. circumstances could come about again. Like, or, if, if Kalani leaves, I absolutely believe Ed Lamb should be considered for the job. He played there, as I understand, right? He's coached there. He's been in the state. He's recruited LDS kids through and through. He knows all about the mission program. He's been a head coach before. Yes. So Which why BYU wouldn't has, he be considered? Yeah, BYU has struggled with that, right? Since Lavelle, two of the three weren't head coaches. Kalani hadn't been a head coach. Bronco right. hadn't been a head coach. Right. Gary had been. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then you go back. Steve Cleveland hadn't – well, he had been a head coach, but not at the D1 level. Right. Dave Rose hadn't been. But Dave Rose was absolutely the guy. It's like hiring Dave Rose was like Chris Hill hiring Kyle. You know, a lot of success. Been there a long time as the as yeah. an assistant. So he was the natural guy. Right. Well, both Steve, both Steve and Dave were wins. Uh, they – yeah, they were, but I'm saying it, yeah. you're looking but at it I retrospectively. Right. I'm talking about at the time of the at hire. At the time, right. Yeah. This guy's in-house. He's the guy. Yeah. Right. So uh, those were those were great hires. Uh, I, I think but if there's an too- obvious LDS candidate, of course you go there. Yes. But, but if don't there limit isn't, yourself. But if there isn't, what will they do going forward? Will, and, and it hasn't been, is this just a one-off here with the cross-country program or does it open the door to a new way of thinking? I think the, it, it opens the door to a new way of thinking because they're telling – they made a point of emphasizing it. BYU did. They didn't have to do no, it. No, the stuff I read earlier was from the release. Nobody would have batted an eyelash. It's, it's women's cross country, so it's not as high profile. And I doubt most folks in the media would have known this lady's religious uh, affiliation unless they told us. 
and they wanted to tell us. And so to me, it opens the door because they're saying it's a practice, not a policy. That's a big difference. So I used the most obvious example is if Kalani goes 10 and 2 this year, somebody might come calling for a whole lot of money and BYU's cheap. And that's not me saying it. I have, I can give you 20 coaches who've, I've, who've told me that. So you can jump on me all you want. But I've had b- coaches at BYU say BYU be, is cheap. It could be a uh, Matt Wells type situation where Texas Tech came coming and they came with money. Yeah. And, and well, Utah and State on. wasn't, yeah. it just wasn't going to happen. Well, Steve Cleveland then when he went to Fresno, Fresno State, uh, same deal. Yeah. Yes. So Ed Lamb should absolutely be considered. Yeah for the head coaching job. And if you believe he's the best candidate, he should get that job. No matter whether he's a member of that faith or not. Because if you've done it for cross country, why wouldn't you do it for football? Ed was a big fan. I knew about this before just because when you were, what what were you? What do you mean? Bleep canned. <laughs> I was trying to get you to bleep oh. canned. When you were bleep canned on Channel 2 yeah. by the pandemic. It hurt. Um, well, it's, the pandemic hurt me. Yeah. And so one thing we did with that time, with all, with all, so many college sports pushed to the – Well, well, you actually tried to fill the time well, instead of just going it, dead air? It turns out that all of my bosses <laughs> frown on putting up color bars in the middle of a show. Dude! Yeah, but – We just sit there for eight minutes of toning color bars. PK isn't here, so this is what we're going to do. You're trying That's to replace we, me? Yeah, right. good luck. So we did something totally different because we didn't want to replace, as Dunny would say in soccer, like for like. Okay. And so okay, one thing yeah. we did was the, the bringing the I, coaches. I, I can't even listen. This hurts so bad. <laughs> the coaches and the athletes from the college teams who are having success because they put so many fall sports in the spring. There was this steady stream of they're seeded into the Sweet 16. They are going to be uh, playing in the Final Four. They just won a championship. And so – Men's and women's volleyball, volleyball and cross country oh, and on sweet. down line. Volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> just as you jump, bam, a guy through the net just punches you in the face. Spiked him right in the face. Right. So I called Ed, and Ed had had the Eyestone, not Lamb. Ed Eyestone, yes. Longtime track cross country coach, Olympian. The guy's got a oh, yeah, yeah, resume yeah, yeah. to drool over. Absolute, it's so absolute, good, right? Yeah. And I said, hey, I want to get your champion on. So we had the. The, uh, the runner he had, who I'm, I'm blanking on his name now, um, had him on. Marty Liguori. With that, not Marty Liguori. 30-year-old <laughs> miler. No. And then we had on, although Ed appreciates the poll, I'm sure Ed would apply. He would slow clap that if he were listening right now. And I said, hey, you got the women's cross country. He says, he said, I don't want to take a bow for that. That, you know, like Diljeet, Diljeet did that. So did she come on? Yeah, and so we scheduled, and it, it got totally awkward, too. The coach we, came on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had her on. So, But it, it got completely awkward <laughs> because we were supposed to do the interviews back-to-back. We have this narrow window between newscasts when we can use the studio. And so there were technical difficulties hooking up the Zoom, and they were on our end. So we ended up not having time for her because the 6 o'clock news was going to come on. And she's like, don't worry about it. You talk to the guys. Totally baiting. You would totally appreciate this about her. I'm like, no. And she goes, good answer. I was testing <laughs> We've got to find another time, and it wasn't going to run this week anyway. And be for so we got another week, and we can figure out a time we can do this. And so we had her on and talked to her, and she was obviously recruiting the whole time. You know, she's a total talker, total interviewer, and Ed, who's been at the Y forever, mm-hmm. who completely gets it, mm-hmm. is a hundred percent in her corner. Like he could have done that interview. He wanted to make sure she got the credit. Because he knew she'd earned it. And so to your point, if you do it once and you get a total win, I mean, you get an NCAA championship out of it. This is not BYU's only NCAA title, but they're not piling them up every year either. It's a big deal when a team there pulls that off. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. So if it helped you pull it off here, why not do it again? It's got to be the right person. I agree. But they've had people go through there who've been there. You know what this is? This is the flip side, kind of reverse it and spin it around, of Pac-12 teams will play BYU in football, but they don't want any part of them in the league. 
And you'll hire at BYU, they'll hire people who are not church members to coach and help them win, but they don't want to be the head coach. Now here, here's an exception. They wanted to be the head coach. That's great. She had to win an NCAA championship first, and I'm sure there would be people lining up to hire her away. That's a no-brainer. I mean, lots of schools have cross-country coaches, and you got the title. When they uh, let go of Roger Reed, a former NBA coach inquired. Yeah. And they had to tell him no because he wasn't LDS. But he's a Hall of Famer, and he's won an NCAA title, and he's won an NBA title. Don't give it away. Well, it was public at the time. The guy talked about it. I mean, regardless, <laughs> I was told confidentially, so I don't give it away all these I wasn't. years later. I wasn't told confidentially. Oh. Well, okay, well, just don't associate me with being a big old blabbermouth. <laughs> Larry Brown called. Hey! So they should have considered it, although he had all sorts of NCAA violations wherever he went. Maybe that's another story. But, yeah, I, I say broaden your horizons, man. Get as many folks who are willing to live by the standards in there as possible. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show, the Big Show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's another Total Request Tuesday. Give us your song slash bands that mention temperature. So, for instance, is James Brown that did Hot Tub? Or is that the name of the song? Hot Tub. Yeah, I remember that? Not really. Never heard of it. Okay. Heard of James Brown. Shout out to Bill Bob on Twitter. He said this is what Gordon's referring to. James Brown's Celebrity Hot Tub Party. Apparently a Eddie Murphy parody done on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> okay, so it's not a song. It was a What about that James Brown classic hot tub? <laughs> Did you see some... the way you looked at us like yeah. these young whippersnappers? <laughs> they around. don't know good music. Catch the big show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utah's longest-running, highest-rated sports radio show. This is DJ and PK, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by The Warehouse. Join the big show Thursday at The Warehouse from 2 to 7 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Oh, yes! Boom! Today is a win ticket Wednesday. And if you're just showing up for the 9 o'clock hour, you've come at the right time. Because we have multiple tickets to give away. We're going to start with some Utah Jazz Summer League tickets. NBA action is back August 3rd, 4th, and 6th as the Salt Lake City Summer League returns to Vivint Arena. Lower Bowl tickets start at just $12 to see the Jazz, the Spurs, and the Grizzlies compete. Visit slcsummerleague.com to lock down your seats today. 855-340-ZONE. Lloyd, how many tickets you got? You got a pair? You got a four-pack? What are you working on? Four-pack, Lloyd says. Four-pack, he'll work with you on the dates. He says that I should not be concerned with that, probably because I'll screw it up. So thanks for, thanks for holding down the fort, Lloyd. 855-340-ZONE, caller 12 on a Win Ticket Wednesday right now. Some concert tickets to give away later in the hour. Stay with us for that. DJ and PK, Gordon Monson of Big Show fame will join us next. We'll get his thoughts on the NBA champs, Milwaukee, small market, staying put, building organically. Will it be replicated? Will it be replicated here? Gordon's next.